Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Crunching the Numbers. Going inside and breaking down the game and finding out what all the data means. Welcome to another episode of Crunching the Numbers. You have joined myself, Mark Zipoulos, and the ever-so-smart Mr. Tennis Nerd himself, Shane Leonage. Thank you, Shane, from Data Driven Sports Analytics. Thanks for joining us once again. Hi, everyone. I am uh, certainly not going to take on all of that. That Mark's always throwing at me. Um, it, but it's yeah, great to join you again and great to try and bring some data and statistics into the world of tennis. Uh, it's awesome, and especially during the time that we've been having you know, with not much tennis being played around the world or none at all, it's really important for us to keep tennis at the forefront of people's minds. And what we've done this week is we've put it out on social media for you, the listener, to actually give us your feedback as to what you think is the most important stats in the game. And Shane had a few really good ideas and he threw some questions out to you. So Shane, you've obviously collated a lot of the the answers that people have been giving. And we had a lot of a lot of responses, which we really thank people and thank uh, thank everyone for listening. But what are the, the the commonalities that we've sort of started to get in terms of trends of the data? Yeah, as Mark said, we've uh, decided to do something a little bit different with this podcast and really wanted to engage with you, our audience. So you've probably seen over the last few weeks um, on the data-driven sports analytics tennis venue and the first serve social media channels, a few questions being posed on what you, the listener, thinks is more important to winning a match. We've been very fortunate to get such good engagement on these questions. But as a typical data nerd, I do want to put a caveat out there. And that's obviously a poll like this isn't necessarily reflective of the entire tennis community or, or the broader world population. Uh, so don't, don't draw too many inferences from this in that sense. But I, d- I did want to put that out there so everyone was um, on the same page there. But nonetheless, we still had a great number of voters, over a thousand for each question. And I really think our tennis community is a really highly educated tennis network. So let's see what I suppose the results show today. The, the other thing I'll, I'll put out there is the analysis was conducted using a free open source machine learning tool called Weka, using over 3,200 of the matches in, in the DDSA uh, match library. And we, we just use some simple correlation analysis between the two questions and, and that's winning a match to see which is more correlated based on the sort of conditions that we put. We'll tell you why the results are important, but also why it's important not to look at these uh, results with, uh, without some further context. I think that's really important. So throughout the podcast, you, you'll sort of hear uh, Mark and myself sort of add in some context to it. Okay, now that we've got all that admin stuff out of the way, let's see how everyone did. The first question I posed was, is it more important to get a higher first percentage of serves into play than your opponent? Or is it more important to have a higher winning percentage on the first serve points than your opponent? So the results from the voting uh, were unanimous, unanimous in this category with um, 82% voting that a higher winning percentage on, on the first serve points was more important. Uh, not surprising that, that people voted this way, I think. And when we looked at the correlation analysis, there was certainly more correlation winning the match if a higher percentage of first serve points was won. Now, while the results are probably not that surprising, I I, want to add some caution here to our listeners. We looked at this in a binary way, and we did this with a, a number of our questions where you look at 
whether you are higher or lower than your opponent and ignore the margin of difference, which, which is also important to look at and would potentially change the outcome. But nonetheless, there, there was certainly more correlation with winning if you were able to win more first serve points than, than your opponent in this question. So Mark, over to you. Let's unpick that. I'd love to hear your take. It's an interesting one because I would have gone straight away and thought about the higher winning percentage of first serves would be hands down the stat that would correlate more to success. But I feel like, you know, there's so many different game styles and players out there. The counter-punching baseline, it just serves the ball in to start the point, you know, and they rely so heavily on the ground stroke side of the game. The big servers really rely heavily on the first serve winning percentage. But, you know, the taller guys, the Isners, the Karlovich, the Riley Opelka, they've got to win the point, you know, hitting big serves. And then they've got to hit a second serve and they've got to go big again. So, you know, it's a really interesting stat because there's so many different different parts of our game and it's very hard to pigeonhole everybody into one category. So I feel like I still will go down the path of higher win percentage on first serve is more important, but I won't discount the other one. I think it's important to to have a flexible mindset, an adaptable mindset that says, well, it all depends on the player I have in front of me. That's really well put, Mark, and I, I, I agree with that, of course. So let's move on to the next question. And, and this is when, you're, compared to your opponent, we looked at, is your starting return position more important than the movement forward after the return? So the, the movement for the return plus one ball, which is more important. So the vote was a bit closer, with 40% thinking the starting return position Um, having it closer to the baseline than your opponent was more important. And 60% said the movement forward after you hit the return for that return plus one was more important to have a more of a movement than your opponent. And uh, the results showed that having a higher average movement forward, so the correlation results, did actually have a higher correlation with winning than the starting return position. So love to hear your thoughts on this one too, Mark. <laughs> it's an interesting one because I, I tried to do all your questions, Shane, and I'm, I'm no smart cookie at all. But I think it was very... This one here is basically player dependent. So you, you think of players and you look at maybe the Andre Agassiz of the past who took away court space and that, that's how he just he, he pressured you into doing things that you didn't want to do. And then you look at someone like Daniil Medvedev or you look at Rafa Nadal and they have such a success of starting back and then pushing forward. And I feel like, again, we look at player dependence, we look at game style, we look at you know, who you, is in front of you and what kind of player are they and what do they, what do they need? You know, we coached, you know, David Einel at uh, the Australian Open and, you know, his return position at the start was, you know, when we first started with him was right inside the baseline on the hard court and he didn't have the time to do what he wanted to do. So I pulled his return position back a little bit to give him a little bit more time. So it becomes what the player needs, not what the data says. And I feel like, you know, when you talk about data, one of the most important things is it's, it's how it relates to you. And if it doesn't relate to you, then don't use it. So, you know, I, I feel like there's probably pros and cons for both concepts, starting back and starting forward, but always take into account what the player you have likes. For example, if you have Eastern grips, you want to be up the court a little bit to be able to use the ball speed. If you have Western grips, you're going to need to stand back further and have more time to be able to then wind up your shots. So if you can think about what your shots actually need, then you'll probably determine where you need to stand to start the point. 
So that's actually a really good point that Mark makes. And I, and I want to stay on that a, a while longer. It's really important to individualize this analysis for your player. The, the data set we've used is comprehensive. There's 3,200 matches across the board um, on the men's and women's tour. But it could be potentially skewed by certain players that appear more in the data set or, or simply by your player working could be completely different to, to how he plays to, to a lot of people. So it could be an outlier. So it's really important that once you see this high-level analysis, that you take a step further and individualize that to your player. And, and I think we've talked about that in a number of podcasts as well. So the next question we had was, does winning a higher percentage of first serve points than your opponent matter more than winning a higher percentage of second serve points than your opponent? The majority here of our voters went for the latter. In fact, just a tick over 70%. And the data certainly agreed with what people said. But the difference in correlation rate to winning was certainly not as high as what people may have expected. So uh, there was only a slight difference. And, and, and that highlight that's the point that both areas are areas of importance to focus on. This is a good question. I think it uh, intertwines with the first question you had around winning percentage on the first serve. So if you're going for your first serve and hitting it big, you'll probably win more points on your first serve than you lose, but you'll probably miss more first serves at the same time, which then comes back to the second serve a lot more often, I guess. So, you know, if you're serving and generally if you're hitting a big first serve, you're probably going to serve on average 55 to 60% of your first serves are going in. That's if you're going for it and trying to win the point with a really big serve and a big first ball. That would be, obviously you'll have a smaller serve percentage percentage rate if that's the case which then falls back onto your second serve and you're going to need to win more points on your second serve as well so it's a really it's a really challenging one because it's again it's game style dependent so your counter punches will be rolling the serves in and getting started your big servers are going to be hitting big and looking to to attack and no matter what serve it is so you know i did vote i remember this one clearly i did vote for that the second serve point is the more important one for me because if you are playing the game the right way and trying to capitalize on your zero to four shot ratio then obviously then you know it's important to win more points on that second serve because you'll be missing more first serves going for more and trying to do more with the ball. Yeah, but I think the next question follows on well from uh, from that. So does winning a higher percentage of second serve points on your serve than your opponent matter or winning a higher percentage of second serve return points on your opponent's serve matter? So this is, again, we're comparing uh, your performance on these to your opponent. So this one was split with our uh, social media having 49 to 51, uh, slightly for the latter, but so that's winning uh, more of your opponent's second serve than he would win on your second serve. And the results were also hard to say one way or the other. The the correlation analysis being pretty similar, uh, only by a very slight margin did having a higher second serve return points success correlate better but really with the margin of error on, the, on these analysis i would say they're practically of equal importance based on that data and again you've got to contextualize this data for, for your situation I, I know i would have totally agreed with that when i looked at that question shane i went can i vote both how do i, how do I go to both and i think it's yeah it's obviously really important to spread the wins across the serve and the return you know obviously in, in the men's game it's really important that, that you hold serve and that's probably critical and you'll probably have minimal chances to break at the highest level and if you do get that chance you want to be able to capitalize i don't think the numbers are going to sway too much in that favor but you know i think it's important that you know if you do have an opportunity in men's tennis that you are able to step up to the court and and, and take the advantage of that in women's tennis is probably a little bit more break of serve so obviously it'll be split right across the board probably where the split is in the women's game but you know it's uh it's a 
interesting question you did ask and it was probably it gets you thinking and as a coach I know when there's a question out there I generally really think about how I do teach and I and as a player you should be thinking about well how do I play what am I thinking of what's my intent at this moment in time and it does challenge you so if these questions have challenged you when you're out there you know on social media and thinking about these these questions Shane's given you question yourself all the time because it helps you so much to become better at what you do you know, the more you question yourself as a coach or an athlete, the better you can become and continue to question yourself and challenge your own thoughts because that's when, you know, greatness does happen is, is when you're challenging yourself because I know you've challenged me in the past, Shano, and uh, it, has, it has made me a better coach. So continually, you know, do that within yourself. So, so the next question is actually an interesting one. Um, uh, I certainly was interested in seeing the outcome of the results here. And, and, and the question was, does having a higher or greater success at the net than your opponent, so a higher uh, net points one, correlate more to winning than more success from the baseline than your opponent, so a greater winning percentage from the baseline? And, and to be honest, I was very surprised by, by the voting results on this. Um, and, and perhaps it reflected that we've got some nostalgic 90s and 80s fans in our social network. Um, so just over 60% thought that the volley success was more important than baseline success for your results. Unfortunately, looking at the data, it does show that uh, winning a higher percentage of baseline points uh, than your opponent is more correlated with winning. It wasn't as clear cut as uh, I thought with certainly a good correlation uh, with winning if you're, you're better than your opponent at the net. The sheer quantity of points, baseline points in, in matches is, it's not hard to see why the results um, sort of skew towards baseline success being more uh, correlated with winning. It's interesting because I think that the higher winning percentage is when the person is coming forward, but yet the percentage that that this question relates to is definitely more points are played from the back. Yeah. So I feel like the numbers are probably skewed due to the ability of players that are, there's more players that stay back and come forward. And But yet, when you come forward now, these days, it's more about coming forward at the right times as opposed to like we did talk about previously in our podcast, you know, the 90s, it was Sir Wally or, you know, 80s was Sir Wally. You know, it's not as many times you're coming in. So you've got... Um, less numbers but more winning ratio yeah whereas at the back of the court you've got more numbers and then obviously it correlates to more winning ratio so yeah i hope that uh yeah i, I mean I, I would love to say that coming forward is going to win you more matches and, it, and it, in the long run if you had the success rate of what net play gives you it will probably win you a match but you've got to be coming in a hundred times a match to do that i think there's no disagreement with mark and me there um the, the next two questions and i might read them out um fast to, to together um and they're questions that we gravitate a lot in our podcast and, and that's about rally lengths the first one's a simple one i think uh we'll, we'll certainly uh if you listen to our podcast it's uh, it should be relatively simple so winning the is it north to four category or winning the five to eight category which is more important and again it was almost a landslide here with the voting with almost everyone sort of voting for the north to four and the correlation analysis was quite heavily in in, in favor of the north to four as well we followed up this question with one around does the first two shots so the serve and return winning that matter more than winning the serve plus one and the return plus one shots. And this one split social media. About 50-50 was, uh, I think it was 49.8 and 50.2 to be precise. But yeah, it split social media. And the correlation analysis was also uh, interesting. It was 
very marginally correlated towards the serve and return being more important than the serve plus one and return plus one. But it was very close on that. And it shows, I think, the importance of all of the sh- those those first four shots are, are critical. I mean, zero to four, there's no doubt that's the it should be a landslide. I think we discussed on a previous uh, previous episode that if you win 60%, was it 60% of the zero to four and didn't win anything in the other categories, you could still win the match, which is, you know, amazing. So definitely the zero to four is the most important part. And then following on from that, you know, it's interesting because I think, what was one of your data? I can't remember what you gave me. You gave me data based on how many points finish with a, an ace or an unreturnable. Yes. I think yeah. it was about 35%? 30? Yeah. yeah, about 33%. Yeah, so if you look at that kind of ratio and you think of, wow, how important is it to firstly make the serve? It's the most important part, but obviously you still got to go for it. But if you if you can win, you know, 30-odd percent of points with that, then I never thought of it in that, that respect, but... I, I still feel like the serve plus one is really critical because the return of serve in this modern game is incredible. The way that people react and respond and are able to counter punch and are able to see the ball quick and make you play another shot, you, you're always having to play a second ball. Um, and I feel like if you're good on those first two shots, serve plus one or even return plus one, it holds you in a really good position to continually have success. You know, you can serve well one day, but can you consistently do that match to match, week to week, year to year? Unless you're John Isner, Ivo Karlovic and Riley Opelka, it's, it hasn't been seen to be done very often unless you're that tall. So uh, I think it's important to, to look at your first two shots as, as important as each other and utilise your first serve to set up your second shot. Mark mentions a good point here that the players are different with a gender, height, game style. So it's important, the importance of the serve and return um, versus the serve plus one on the return plus one will, will vary depending on, 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 on the player that you're, you're working with, player that you are. The data does clearly show that, yeah, collectively these first four shots are really important so find I suppose the the part of the the first four that you you really need to focus on as a collective the nought to four you do need to to improve on generally other thing I want to point out is while we've done sort of a head-to-head on on stats here it's it's important not to look at any of these stats in isolation you have to bring it together there's a number of things when you're game playing scouting opponents benchmarking or trying to improve in general and, and you have to look at these things together not in isolation yeah, absolutely spot on. And I think in a previous episode, we've also talked with another coach, uh, Zach Olin, who spoke about this as well, because you know it's important to, to take into account the person you have in front of you. How does the data relate to who you're working with? Or if you're the player, how does the data relate to me? And, and that's when you think and question yourself as to how can I utilize this data? Okay, I'm a counter puncher. Do I have to worry so much about winning you know, first serve points or do I need to make sure that it's all about constructing the point, you know, hit the serve here, get them in a position off the back of the court, win the points with five to eight or nine plus as opposed to the first four. You know, what's what's my game style and how do I need to structure my game? And if you can take into account all those those key points about how it relates to you, you know, data is one of the most amazing things that you can use and it's changed my coaching. It's changed my players' thinking. Uh, it's changed tennis and I think uh, it's catching up to a lot of other sports because we're so far behind in utilizing data and and you're one of the one of the leaders in that chain especially in this country in Australia and you know we obviously continue to hopefully educate people on how to use the data not just what data is telling us so you know once again you know your your thoughts around how we can educate 
um, the tennis listener out there is, is amazing. So thanks again for the research you've put in and obviously those questions you put out on social media. Yeah, no, and uh, I want to thank uh, everyone on, on uh, social media that engaged and, and commented. And then I've got, got a number of emails as well uh, saying, oh, this is great. So thank you, everyone. Um, and yeah, keep tuning in and hopefully we can still keep bringing you good content in this uh, period of isolation. Thanks again, Shane. That was another episode of Crunching the Numbers. Shane Leonard from Data Driven Sports Analytics. Thank you very much. And I'm Mark Zafoulos from The Tennis Menu. We thank you for listening to us week in, week out. And we hope that we've been able to give you some light at the end of your tunnel to hopefully see tennis coming back in the not-too-distant future. And thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Crunching the Numbers. Make sure you subscribe to receive all the First Serve podcast. final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.